What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Little injury update for the Chiefs. We know practice is going on right now. There's that media portion of practice. Uh, those out there uh, mentioning that Jerry Sneed is back at practice along with Joe Tooney, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman. Like that. Good sign with McCole Hardman needing to be activated from the IR today in order to be eligible to play in the postseason. That 21 day window was already opened up. Today is day 21. So that's why we're sitting at the spot that we are. We'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes coming up around 120 today. You'll hear it right here, 610 Sports Radio. Next up on Watch Training, local hoops last night. KU and K-State, both winners. Kansas beat Texas Tech. Bit of a nail-biter there at the end. 75-72, to and the Wildcats thumped Texas, I think. I mean, they held a 10-point advantage for a majority of the game. 116-103. to <laughs> Texas was the number six team in the country going into the game. Kansas State currently unranked. Missouri obviously snuck in there at the beginning of this week. They'll play tonight against number 13, Arkansas. So a top 20 matchup between those two. It was definitely NBA-like last night for uh, for the Wildcats against Texas. It's not often both you teams. see a college basketball score with both teams above 100 points. And one of them Makes it fun. 116. What was the over-under in that game? Well, 60% of that? It obviously went way over. You, bet you bet the under? Oh. You lost that in like You're done at half the time. under 16. K- it's in the half. Yeah, K-State scored, what, 58 in the first half? Something <laughs> like that. I think it was, that thing was over at halftime. Uh, Next up on what's trending, we know coaching carousel in the NFL will pick up quite a bit here very soon. Uh, And Dave Tepper, he's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. We know they fired Matt Rule in week five. Reports are he had a conversation with Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh about their possible opening. Uh, The report says it wasn't an interview per se, but at least probably a a conversation to gauge interest. Harbaugh coming off the college football playoff loss. There's some more noise than we have had in the last couple off seasons around him potentially uh, leaving. Uh, Michigan. So keep an eye. Will, will Matt, will uh, Dave Tepper go college coach and back to back hires, though? I understand Matt Rule and Harbaugh, Harbaugh are different, but you're going to go from, yeah. two, you're going to go two college coaches, one that didn't work out in a row. Here's the, I understand Harbaugh coached in the NFL prior and had success with the Niners. I, I get that, but interesting to me. Here's the overall problem with the Rooney rule and even the adjustment to the Rooney rule that includes the picks is. This is how NFL, they don't care about the interview. They're, he's already deciding who he wants to hire. Just as a side note, Steve Wilkes has done an incredible job under the circumstances as the interim head coach of the Panthers. The fact that they were even passable for the remainder of that season, considering what he took over, is pretty remarkable. They had no quarterback play, no cohesion, and were playing bad football. He had them in playoff contention at one point this year. I understand they came up short. Steve Wilkes did a pretty good job for them overall in Carolina. Next up on what's trending, no quarterback Justin Fields for the Bears this weekend. He's out Sunday with a sore hip, according to Matt Eberflu. So that's the second season as a pro complete. So he's done. His year's done. He's missed a little bit of time, but also protect him a little bit. That's why you saw some signs. You saw some signs that he could be good. They were going for a playoff spot right now. Justin Fields would probably play. Protect him for the final game. He's going to be your quarterback going into next year. Figure out where you are. It's the weirdest thing. I, there's, I don't know if I've ever seen a fan base more excited to be a three-win football team than right now in Chicago. Because, yeah, they, they've seen some promise from Justin Fields. But it's just kind of funny. And they have a ton of cap space, ton of draft capital. That's why there's excitement. But it's just funny to me. It's like I've... There's not. We have saw signs of it. I don't think I'm ready still to go in next season and 100% say Justin Fields is. No, he's uh, 100% like, my starter for next season. Yeah, and there was there were signs of promise, but I don't know if I'm ready to automatically say like, oh, he's one of the next elite guys. They're just going to think he's going to take the Jalen Hurts jump, and that's yeah, asking a lot. As they should. They need Most more. quarterbacks don't take the Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts jump, you know?
Plenty of, you know, plenty of progress, though, was made. That's yeah, why. Next, next up on Watch Trending, Missouri Tigers have found their new offensive coordinator coming over from Fresno State, Kirby Moore. This is after Bush Hamden uh, left Missouri to take the OC gig at his alma mater, where he played quarterback, Boise State. Well, weird enough for the complete tie of Boise State. Kirby Moore is Kellen Moore's brother. All the way around, man. So let's just well, a you know, full the, Boise well, State circle well, on Watch Trending. because Eli Drinkwitz was an assistant at Boise State. It all comes back to Boise, Idaho, man. All comes back. How on this show? <laughs> how on this show is it possible that Boise State gets discussed to this amount? Hey, man, they're tied in the Mizzou right now. It's very, it's Eli very. Drinkwitz was an assistant there. Bush Hamden was the quarterback. Yeah, you know so much about Boise State football still. Lastly, on what's trending, don't forget come out and see us at Cinder Block Brewing. We'll be out there for the playoff Pilsner Tap. That happening Friday, January 13th at 6 p.m. That's just down there in North Kansas City. Did the same thing last year. Big playoff Pilsner party. It was a huge crowd last year. It was a lot of fun. Everybody from 610 Sports Radio will be there, except for Nick, who's going to his nephew's birthday party. The rest of us will be there for the playoff Pilsner beer release party. I can't wait for it. This will mark two station events that I don't think our boss will send us an email to not get drunk because... Nick's not showing up to this one either. That's actually we've only received. I haven't told I haven't told Spec that I'm not showing well, up yet though. Spec, you don't have to send the email yeah. about getting too and drunk. I don't Nick like, won't be there. And I don't like it when you say not showing up. <laughs> well, you're not. That well, that would insinuate that I said I was going to be there and then I just don't show. Let hmm. me let me ask you it's this: just that I will not be present because I have um, a prior obligation. This is this is how I, no. So you see, this is how I operate. When I know things or events that are played tapes, I let people know that. I'm going to guess, seeing how we've known this play, play enough, months, playoff like, yeah. Pilsner party's been about two months. Something tells me you knew about this before your nephew's birthday party. Um, I know my nephew's birthday is on the same day every year. It usually doesn't change. Is this party on his actual birthday? Yeah, he was born on January 13th. I'm just surprised they're doing the party on Friday night, not waiting until like Saturday afternoon. That's for family. Whatever, man. I don't know. I, I didn't ask questions. And say, are you sure? I was like, Carrie, are you sure you don't want to do it for, for Saturday afternoon? I'm just saying, I don't think we'll get an email. So thank you. What do you care anyway if you get an email? We just want you to be there, Nick. You know? No, you don't. That's that's a lie. We that want, is a, I do want you lying. to be there. We do. We want you to be there. We want to drink. Dusty's going to be doing a show there so live. So that's what it's all about, drinking for you? That's what life's all... I'm, I'm doing sober January anyway, so, you yeah, know, you, you also, I wouldn't be much fun. I think it's needed for you based on what you told us earlier. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I was on vacation, okay? I wasn't just sitting there at lunch. At It's not like I was at work or at home well, drinking at noon. Well, that's good. That's really good. When you're on vacation, you're allowed to start drinking the second you wake up. I agree. It's true. That's why I think, like, you're allowed to drink at the airport at, like, 9 a.m. Time zones, real time doesn't exist Mm -hmm. there. Do whatever you want. That's what's trending here on uh, on Cody and Gold. Josh Klingler going to join us coming up in 20 minutes or so. Chief Silent Reporter. We'll get his thoughts on uh, McCall Hartman, his health status right now. We know they have till 3 o'clock this afternoon to activate McCall from IR in order to make him eligible still to play the season. That means there has to be a corresponding roster move, too. So we'll see what they do if they move some guys around back to the practice squad. Whatever it may be, that has to take place a little bit later on. Uh, we, we all know, of course, uh, keeping our, our thoughts with DeMar Hamlin and his family. The latest update continues to be uh, that he remains in critical condition, that he is still at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, some promising signs, though, his uncle in a report today was speaking to a couple of reporters saying that uh, some of the oxygen levels that were required uh, with assistance are down from 100% assistance to 50% assistance. Some other signs overnight they wanted to see, they did see. So continues to trend, obviously, in the correct direction. But we'll let you know if there's any new update there. 
There is the NFL business and football side of it that the league is having to figure out, though, as this is going on. I think in a perfect world, of course, we would all get news right now, Cody, that he's you know not needing assistance and breathing anymore, and he's awake. And that's the news we're all waiting for and all hoping for, and I hope we get that very, very soon. But there are games that are going to take place this weekend. The NFL has said we know Cincinnati and Buffalo are not going to redo their game right now. We don't know ultimately what happens with that game. But it's week 18 of the season. You know, it's not week two where you can really drag it out longer and wait and figure out and you don't know the real implications. We know how big of a game that was for playoff seating. We know how big of a weekend this is for playoff seating. That's the reality of the sport that does have to still continue. And there's been so much thrown out of what should happen. I don't think there is a single scenario that's going to appease everybody. Uh, that probably can be said by a lot about a lot of things in life and certainly it applies here in football that you go no contest. That's going to upset Bengals fans and, and Bills, Bills fans. fans. You go and give them wins. It's going to tick off Chiefs fans. If you give ties, it basically is the same thing as a no contest. So I don't think there's an automatic. Here's the, the best thing to do to appease everybody. Cause you're not going to appease everybody. Um, I, I think the NFL does need to make a decision before the Chiefs play their game against the Raiders. I think they would love in a perfect world, though, for the Chiefs to lose to the Raiders because then if Buffalo were to win on Sunday, Cody, then they wouldn't need the game against Cincinnati to get the one seed. I think like that would be maybe somewhat of the, the, the dream there. But no contest would give the Bengals the division, right? Yes. A win would give the Bengals the division and a no contest Correct. would give the Bengals the and division. And then win percentage, if the Chiefs beat the Raiders, they would have a higher win percentage than Buffalo. So... The easiest thing, there's there's no doubt. The easiest thing to do is just call it a no contest, and then it sucks. But, you know, if Kansas City wins, then you lose out on the one seed. Mm-hmm. You're the two. You'll still get a home, host a home playoff game. Uh, at this point, it would line up to be against Cincinnati or whatever. Um, but it's, I really, like, I know we're in Kansas City. So part of me wants, like, I so it sounds silly, but, like, Part of me wants to do the thing that is still easy but favors Buffalo because it didn't feel like they did anything wrong. They to didn't deserve. do anything wrong. No, of course they, not. Yeah, but that's it. So it's like it's hard because the easiest thing punishes them the most. You know, like it does. It does un- across un- the board. It's, it's an un- un- I know unprecedented it. situation, man. It sucks totally. The easiest thing is to call it a no contest, but it punishes the team who went through this tragedy the most. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah, like I know that that's not right. Look, I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as ex- you know, like in extreme in the thought of, <laughs> well, if the Chiefs get the one seed, they should just give it to Buffalo. That's ridiculous. Or they should yeah. forfeit their game against the Raiders so the Buffalo could be well, any yeah, like, of the what, number. What are we? What are we? Or doing? it should be a neutral site game in the AFC title game so that but you know, like I'm not that. To me, it's just like if you gave them both a win, then Cincinnati win the division. They were already that. winning the division. Buffalo would be the one seed. They were already the one seed. You can't and assume. Kansas City would be too. Why not? You can't give. We can't. You, you we can, can assume no losses, but no, we can't not assume. A loss. Again, it's technically not no contest. Not a loss. Not a forfeit. That's why they have to probably go the no contest route, unless you want them to play a play a game. You it, to me, it has to either be yeah. a no contest or you play the game next week and push everything back. You can't just hand an NFL team a win. That, unprecedented or not, you don't just hand teams wins for free. It just doesn't happen. You can't do it. There's there's major ramifications there. So it, to me, it's either see if they're good with playing a football game. Is Buffalo prepared? And I would argue that they are because they're going to have to play on Sunday anyway against a different opponent. Well, then just push the season back a week. Okay. I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, that's that fine. is easily the most fair thing to do because then everybody yes. plays all their games. The only advantage that other teams would get over Cincinnati and Buffalo is they'd get a bye week in the final week of the season. But the disadvantage of throwing off all of their plans, right? 
Now, this is the thing. I don't know. The only hangup I think the NFL will have about that is it impacts way more than just 14 teams, for Yeah, instance. you got to do it for the NFC, too. Well, so, so, it, so it impacts 14 teams, but it impacts millions of NFL fans who have made plans. I know that sounds – it's not intensive. I understand that the health is the most important thing. Of course. But if you make that decision, you impact 14 teams and you impact millions of fans, right? Millions. Like, whoever, like, whatever travel plans, tickets you bought, whatever, whatever you're at, you know, like, all of that is, like, has – and, like, travel plans for referees and travel plans for equi- – you know, like, there's so much that changes. Yeah, the fan part is a good argument. I think, like, team and official, that's those are easy for them to They're get a charter, week, plan yeah. or charter plane or whatever. Like, I, I understand what this text is saying, and, I, again, we're all understanding of the situation. Uh, 913-586-7610, someone says uh, – Giving them both the win is the fairest thing to do for both of them. They deserve more fairness than the rest of the league. That's, to not, me, how the, that's, that's not how this works in the is it still a this is still a business that moves on. Right? The, thing, yeah, the I, NFL's not shutting down forever. It's fine. terrible what happened. It's gonna people may be upset with my comment, but like the, the NFL will move on. Games are gonna be played this weekend. The Super Bowl's not getting canceled. Someone else like it's it's going to happen still. So the idea like well, we need to just be extra kind and give them a win because, and we give them the number one seat. No, no, you, that's not no. To me, it's, no, it's not, not at all how that works. To me, I that's see, and that's like it's how you view it. Sometimes it makes it sound like I don't view it as giving the Bills the one seat. I view it as we took a snapshot of time where it was. As of, you know, as of Saturday, mm-hmm. the number one seat was the Bills. The number two seat was the Bengals, or that was the Chiefs. And the number three seat was the. I'm just saying, like, just keep it that way. It's fine. That's what it was. That's what it could well, have been. Well, if that's the case, Cody, cancel whole week 18. Don't play any games this week. No, I know. But, like, don't have the Chiefs. Then, the Chiefs don't have the, then tell the Chiefs ahead of time and say, hey, man, you guys aren't getting the one seat anyway. But we don't, go ahead and rest everybody. They still can go ahead get have, the one seat. Go Bills ahead could have, still lose to the Patriots and things have Chad Henney, Go ahead and have Chad Henney play on Saturday then. Like, you're making it seem like it's worse to give the Bills the one seat than give it to the Chiefs. They're not giving the Chiefs the one seat. They are the giving seat. the Chiefs the one seat if that's the case. It's the same situation. But it's not. See, I disagree. It's not. They're not giving Kansas City a win. You're advocating for them to give the Buffalo Bills a win. They're not giving the Chiefs a win. Chiefs still have to, in this scenario, the Chiefs still have to win on Saturday. They're not giving, the scenario to me that doesn't work is giving any football team at any level a win. No contests, replay the game, absolutely. You don't just give them a win. You You can't do that. I agree with you that perfect world is Chiefs win, Bills win this weekend, and Buffalo and Cincinnati both are prepared to play another football game next week and push everything back. I don't know if they're actually going to do that. And, That's and the text line actually, the text line is actually correct. If we're going to do the stopping of time thing that you're bringing up, the Chiefs were the one seed prior to that no, football game I, starting. I, on I understand, Monday night. but that, it's all in the same NFL week. I understand of that that notion, but it just like if I think the that they're very quarter, similar. Like if it was the fourth quarter on Monday night and this terrible incident happened, and the Bills were up by 13 points, Cody, with two minutes to go. I actually would be right here with you, and I'd say, you know what? Yeah, the Bills are going to give the Bills the win. There's two minutes left in the game. They were up by two touchdowns. Give the Bills the win. That was the first quarter. The first, first quarter of a football game. I can't give you a free win. Nobody's faulting the Bills for not wanting to play. It was absolutely the right decision. Nobody's faulting the Bills for going back home to Orchard Park the next day or that night. Absolutely yeah, understandable. It was the but right decision. But there are reper- repercussions from a competitive standpoint to a terrible situation. And all that matters if if you're Buffalo, of course, and for everybody is the, is the health of Demar Hamlin. But there are still football implications because the league's not shutting down. No, and I. But there's and this is it. I mean, a lot of this is there's no one to keep happy. 
the prop like it sounds a bit rich coming from Kansas City because the simplest solution is a benefit to the home team. I understand. It's a benefit to everybody who listens to this radio show who roots for the Chiefs. It is a clear benefit. Look, it's not going to feel good. If that's the way it goes down, it's not going to feel good. You're not going to feel good about the one seat, but you also shouldn't just give it away. Well, that's the most like, ludicrous thing. Now, what about Mike Florio? You saw Mike Florio of Pro Football yeah, He talk. said neutral side He game. says that if the Chiefs and Bills were to align and play in an AFC title game, that it should be a neutral site, which with that I have a million questions because does that mean you are you are saying the Chiefs are, are they're going to forfeit and then the, the Bills are going to forfeit and the Chiefs are the one, so the Chiefs get the bye, but then if the Bills happen to win two playoff games and play Kansas City – then, then it's a neutral site. So the, the the only way it's a neutral site is against is because it's against Buffalo. Still so a good it, benefit to Kansas City, by the way, because they'd still only have to play one I game. I hate that notion. Not just because it means the game's not at Arrowhead, Cody, but just that makes no only, only neutral site if it's Kansas City and Buffalo, and only if both teams have won a playoff game or two. That's ridiculous. And where's the neutral site game? You can play in Minneapolis. You can play in Atlanta. How are how? So the Chiefs then, as an ownership, they're also they're now splitting revenue with Buffalo. There's a lot of implications with the whole neutral. Or does side. Atlanta get it all? <laughs> you yeah, know, like weird, whatever. Man. It, there's it's, there's not a perfect. Don't scenario. complicate it. I'll say that for the NFL. Don't make it more comp. Doing that, making it a neutral site, that's making it more complicated than it needs <laughs> to be. There are much simpler solutions because again, there is no perfect plan. It is impossible. There is no perfect solution that is fair and equitable to everyone under every circumstance. It's not doable. It stinks, but it's not doable. So don't make it more complicated. More complicated yeah. to me is you get the one seed, but you give it to them, or you play the neutral side game, or it's like all the stuff that makes it way messier than it is right now. When do we think we find out? Because I don't know. It's Wednesday. I guess before the game on Saturday, you know, the, but I I, think I'm not guaranteed with that. They would like to have the good news come out uh, around the health of Demar Hamlin. I think before I think so making too. any decision on on whether or not they're going to pick up the game where it was left off or not, but. You probably do need to make a decision before kickoff of Chiefs and Raiders on Saturday afternoon. Maybe it's Friday. I think it would be Thursday. It's the other part about the fairness thing. It's like it doesn't. I mean, it'd be nice, I'm sure, for all those teams to know. Like, it'd be. I think it'd be good if the Ravens knew if they were playing for a chance to win the division, right? Or if the Chiefs were playing for a chance to hold on to the one seed. Although they got to win that game no matter what, really, for that. But it's it's weird. I. You're right. I think that they do that, but I really do. I, I consistently think that what they did at that decision was buy themselves time. That's what they should have. You know, like, that's why we were all saying, hey, cancel the game faster, right? Just cancel it and buy yourself time. That's what they finally did with this decision on the schedule. They're like, we don't know if we're ever going to reschedule, but what we're going to do is we're going to buy ourselves time. That, to me, means they're waiting on DeMar Hamlin. They want to find out where he is before they make these decisions. And if we're not going to know till next Monday how he's doing, I think they'll wait till after these games are played. Yeah, I don't think you can wait till Monday to make that. I mean, the season ends. And then there should be an NFL playoff game the following week. Yeah, I mean, that you, you just mentioned logistics. I, I think this has to be made at latest during the weekend, like the late during the weekend at the latest. Uh, let's get to all 32 in the NFL presented by Anthony Plumbing, Heating, Cooling and Electric. Uh, one team that's not making the postseason for sure would be the old Washington Commanders. Do they know that? Did you see their new mascot? <laughs> you know that? Mr. Or Major oh, Tutty. Major Tutty. Major Tutty. Okay, so <laughs> I hate the look of the mascot. The name is actually pretty good. I kind of like Commanders. That. So Major Tutty is a real thing. I'm not really talking about him as much as I am Ron Rivera. Early in the season, I was very critical of Ron Rivera. And then they started winning a little bit. And I said, you know what? He deserves some credit for what they're doing with Taylor Heineke. He's back to being Ron Rivera 
prior to the adjustment midseason because there was audio of him after postgame and their loss this past weekend where he did not know his team could be eliminated for the postseason not great. if the Packers won. How do you not know as a head coach if you can be eliminated if you lose and this other option happens? Pretty bad. And why, you say, well, okay, maybe he doesn't know the scenario. He started Carson Wentz because he thought that gave him a better chance to win over Taylor Heineke that way. And I understood. And now that. he's starting Sam Howell and, and this I, weekend. And I understood the decision. But now that you're eliminated, they're not. That's the thing. They're not starting Sam Howell. Oh, that's they what, are. They just announced like literally should. 30 seconds ago. 30 seconds ago, because an hour and a half ago it was going to be Taylor Heineke. Yeah, it was Came because the criticism. He can't. That's exactly it. An hour and a half ago, they were going to start Taylor Heineke, which made no sense. No sense. And whatsoever. then they were like, oh, and Sam Howell plays some. I'm like, that's even worse. Well, that's at least better. Sam Howell should be starting. Find out what he can do. Either way, what a mess. But here's the thing. Does Carson Wentz give you a better chance to win in a football game? Like, I, I'm, I'm serious. Last week, I thought so, because it's not like Taylor Heineke was playing great. They were no. winning some games, but they, Taylor Heineke was putting up 12 points per game. But at least they were winning. Like, I, I know that sounds stupid, and we don't count quarterback wins anymore. But one quarterback wins a much higher percentage yeah, of their games. The minute, Taylor Heineke lost, the minute Heineke lost two games in a row, they said, you're done because yeah. you're not winning anymore. I have an interesting one from the exact same division. It's Daniel Jones. First, mm. credit where it's given because he's going to get another job. But Daniel Jones is officially Alex smith Light. They have found a way because of Kafka and Dable to make Daniel Jones not a total detriment to what you do on offense. I'm not saying he's a superstar. He is far from it. But you know what they finally did? Is in every single year he's been a starting quarterback, they've reduced his interception percentage to when he is one of the least turnover-likely quarterbacks in the entire NFL. He has the lowest interception percentage. His fumbling problem has reduced significantly. This is why they're in the postseason. They have a good enough roster around him that they got to nine wins because they're able to not screw up and not turn the ball over. He's got a career high in passing yardage. He's not turning the ball over. Another career low for the fourth consecutive year in interceptions. But at the end of the season, don't keep going with Daniel Jones. Like, I, I know you hate to hear this, but he's somebody else's stopgap quarterback who doesn't screw things up for you. He's destined for a life of journeyman. I actually think he's made himself viable enough that a lot of teams will give him a chance to start just as long as he's the guy who protects the quarterback, protects the ball. Because Tyrod Taylor did that too. Be safe with the ball, be smart. You will find a starting NFL team. I'm just not sure it should be with the Giants long term. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's a guy that you can go win a Super Bowl with. I, I will give, obviously, Mike Kafka is going to get a head coaching look, if not a gig this offseason. Uh, Daniel Jones has virtually nobody to throw the football to, and he actually has had a really good season. He yes. does get some credit to, for, for that. Um, yeah, most likely, we just know how this goes, is he's going to get a short-term deal we'll get a two, three year with, extension. The, with, with the Giants. Yeah. You know, if I were the Giants, uh, one, you need to still go, and if you're going to do that, then you have to go and find some more playmakers on the outside for him. I mean, because it's you got to be the biggest free agent spender at wide receiver. It's yeah. pitiful. And let's not forget, Barkley is a free agent. Isn't that right? I think he's a free agent this offseason. So you, what do you do you there? Pay him. Nope. Nope. They will, but you shouldn't. Mm. You should pay a wide receiver instead, and you should draft and one really signing, high in the draft. Giving an extension to Daniel Jones and then signing Barkley again, it talk about just saying, you know what, we're happy going to, to the mediocre. playoffs as a wild card team, but that's all we got going. So I've got the best. I've got the best of all the comments to be made uh, here during all 32. And I'm, that's something I also I'm going to start doing, by the way. I'm going to start. Him? Yeah, well, I'm going to start declaring myself the winner before I've even spoken. <laughs> Yeah, can we hear your thought first? This better no, be good. no, this, this is this is good. just a new bit that I'm going to be uh, unveiling. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers 
all season have been a model of inconsistency, mostly because of the injuries. We've mm-hmm. talked about the defense, the money that they spent on defense, the players that they went out and acquired defensively, and what did they have to show for it? A big fat nothing, because all year long, they were one of the bottom five defenses in the NFL. Not anymore, though, because over the past month, the Chargers haven't just been a good defense. They have been arguably the best defense in football over their last four games, allowing 11 points per game. They have not allowed a team to have over 300 yards of total offense in the last month. They haven't allowed a team to go over 200 yards passing in a single game. They're averaging allowing 125 passing yards per game, which is astonishing to do that over a four-game sample size. Now, I don't think that the Chargers are an elite defense, but it's kind of like the conversation we have about the Chiefs. You don't need them to be an elite defense. You just need them to not suck anymore. And based off what we're seeing right now, the Chargers defense is not the defense we saw early in the season. Even if they are just a middle-of-the-road NFL defense, that might be enough for them to win a game or two in the postseason and make some sort of a run. It has certainly become a strength. I will say, though, if if we're going to point out uh, prior to the last couple weeks when, when we were worried about the Chiefs defense and then before there was a four-game stretch where we said, man, the Chiefs defense looks good. And then we look back at the quarterbacks they played and we said, oh, oh, and you're can, like, I, oh, remind you, Teddy Bridgewater can I remind you of the, the Chargers? Yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do against bad offenses. You're not just right. supposed to, like, right. get so you're, by. So you're, you're supposed so to you dominate were, them, which so is you, what they've been doing. Agreed. So that means, I just, honestly, I don't remember. So when the Chiefs were doing it against... Bryce Perkins and all that, like you, yeah. you, you believe that they were yeah, legit, this, that, and you thought it was the strength of the no, team. No, this is the this is the mantra that I ha- I have carried all season long, and I've carried it before this season, which is just because I don't agree with the idea that when you are playing bad teams, there is nothing to be learned. That you can't find out about a team if they're not playing an elite quarterback. If your if your team is quarterbacked by a bad player, then. The other team should shut you down, which is what the Chargers have been doing, which is what the Chiefs were doing when they were playing really bad quarterbacks. Like that's what you're supposed to do. I'm just pointing out that's just what the that's exactly what the Chargers have done. The weirdest part is their offense has been so meh during that stretch. This last game they dropped 30, but they're scoring like before that they were scoring like 20 points a game for those first three games. They're only averaging 22 points can a game my, on that four-game stretch. Can my preseason prediction of Chargers-Chiefs AFC Championship game, is that even mathematically possible? So the Chargers uh, it are, is not currently Chargers, based on the Chiefs being the one seed. Chargers, uh, no, it is still. I take it back. The Chargers are the six or the five right now, though. Yeah, uh, you would need the six and seven seeds to win. Well, they, they'll be the five. They're the five right now, the Chargers, right? It, if they're, if, it depends if they're the five or the six. Because if they're the six and they beat the three C Bengals, then they go to Kansas City in the divisional round. They wouldn't make it to the. Uh, so I've got a shot. You got a shot. But and by the way, by the way, guys. By the way, just want to say my NFC Championship preview. All of us, by the way, didn't we all have the Packers in the NFC Championship game? Didn't we all have them yeah. in the sure Super did. Bowl? We did. It's a lot. Control again. their own back. destiny, back, baby. Beat to... the Lions, and you're going to the playoffs. It is. It is definitely in play. It is definitely in play. Charge of the five right now. So in that scenario, there you go. You just need the six and seven seed. Wait, are all of our AFC and NFC? Uh, I believe I might have championship predictions still alive. Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Packers. Chiefs, Bills. Yes, I believe I might have had. Uh, yeah, I think maybe Cowboys, Packers are the same. So, I think I had Chiefs, we'll Chargers, to, Packers, we'll, 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 Eagles. I think I'm wrong. I think we'll have to go back and look at all of them again because some of them. Are I think funny I think for one of us. us had like the. I think I had the Rams or something. Who knows? I've, I've got them. I've got them right here. 
We'll let you. We got to get to break, but I'll, yeah, we can check in later in the yeah, week. Maybe a little teaser. Tell us on yeah, the other side. Yeah, coming up next, we'll talk some Chiefs football with Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network. We'll ask him about the health of McCall Hartman and how badly do they need him back. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot, trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 11:30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back here on Cody and Gold, reminder coming up around 120. We'll head out to Arrowhead and hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, along with Patrick Mahomes. And I think one of the big questions today, other than how Andy Reid is feeling about what's currently going on in the NFL with DeMar Hamlin and, of course, the scheduling implications with that as well, is the health of McCole Hardman, who needs to be activated by 3 o'clock off of IR in order to be eligible to play this season. And talk more about that, I want to welcome in Josh Klingler, of course, for Fesco in the Morning, Chief Silent Reporter, for the Chiefs radio network. He'll be out in Las Vegas. I am very jealous of that. Las Vegas this Saturday afternoon. I would imagine you like the Saturday afternoon game. Saturday afternoon game's great. We will technically, I believe, be in Henderson. Okay. Not Yeah, okay. Fair not, enough. Not You can get to the strip, not, don't worry. Uh, not close, not really close to anything, I don't think. That's so. where the team they don't want to yeah, they don't want the team staying near the strip. I get it. I get it. Put them out in the suburb. That's understandable. I guess it was it was something involved too with not knowing the day of the game. I think that you know logistically, like hotels didn't want to book, <laughs> didn't want to promise you yeah. rooms if, if you weren't going to be there. So I think that that was probably part of it too. The unknown of when the game was going to be probably made it a little bit different. So we'll, well, I'm sure we'll try to find our way, try to find our way there. Do you believe that come three o'clock today, McCall Hardman will be activated and and obviously at least in position to play at some point again this season? Yeah, I do. I think that they're uh, he's been close, and I think they bought themselves some time. And I think now that it, it doesn't – if you think he can give you something at some point during the season, you have to do it today, right? Because there's no – you can – even if he doesn't play, I think you go ahead and clear a spot for him on the roster and, and, and make sure that he's available to you at some time in the postseason. He's been close. He has, and he's traveled with the team for a while now and obviously had that setback that, that – kind of slowed things up but um you know you got a deadline today and i think you, you go ahead and do it whether or not he can play on sunday i don't know but i think you go ahead and do it either way so have you changed your mind on the importance of mccall hardman in the offense with the emergence of Jarek mckinnon because i think in the early part when we saw a little bit of quietness in the offense we were like you know they need that guy near the line of scrimmage who adds speed an element they don't have and it seems like in the temporary Jarek mckinnon has filled that quite nicely yeah i like him in the fact that he's the jet sweep guy. <laughs> I think they've tried other people. He just, you know, he does what he does very, very well. And I think they're, they could still use, I think more downfield threats. They don't, they don't attack down the field like they have. And I don't know if they give enough threat to being down the field. I think you can only, um, you know, maybe run a, I, I don't know. Tony doesn't play a lot of plays, you can only send MVS down the field so many times, and they know they're going to either try him or there's double team and they won't. When you look at what the Chiefs are going to do here moving forward, as far as just their version of the offense, do you think teams are going to adjust the fact that they figured out the short yardage stuff? Because at this point, based on the personnel they have, 
I I hate to say it probably for other teams, but I'd be daring them to go deep now, Kling. I think I would play close to the line of scrimmage, and I dare them to go back to the old ways. I think we lost connection there maybe with uh, with Kling. Uh, we'll try to get reconnected to uh, Josh. I think his uh, connection dropped out on, on, on that as well. Yeah, you and I were talking about just our, our team's going to adjust, right? Our team's going to adjust. Yeah, they're going to make the difference. I, I just think they're still willing to take the chance that, all right, it's going to take you X amount of plays to get down the field, Cody. Uh, then, they're banking on the turnovers, which have not fixed, you know, as much as they're working the other parts. You're saying even in the turnover department, they can't fix it? I mean, to this point in time, when you're this late in the season, it's not a, uh, oh, it's just bad luck kind of stuff. It is, it is part of who you are in 2022, now the 2023 uh, season carrying over. By the way, Adam Schefter just a few minutes ago tweeting in the Bills, tweeting an update yes. on where DeMar Hamlin is, remains in ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He's expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. Kling, what I what I had asked you was, will teams adjust? Because I think right now if I were a defense, I might dare them to go deep instead. I might say be the old version of you because the short offense is working too well. Yeah, because they seem like they're very comfortable doing the short yardage offense and they – still don't I mean there's a couple shots down the field but it doesn't feel like it's it's very consistent so I don't know if you dare them to do that you might get you might get burned uh, but they're chewing you up otherwise they're very content now to do that right so if nothing's there the McKinnon McKinnon's out of the backfield or Travis Kelsey's over the middle or something in, in the short yardage nature I don't know if they dare them to do it necessarily but it certainly looks like the Chiefs they're definitely not uh Anxious to try to get the ball downfield as they were like last year. Yeah, uh, they very content to, to to dump it off. I think they would still like to go down the field. So yeah, you may be picking your poison there, but but clearly, um, you know, slowing them down hasn't been hasn't been the easiest job for anybody. I, I think they're they're more self inflicted when they're slowing themselves down. So um, I don't know if I'd adjust, Cody. I, I don't know. I think I'd probably, you know, you'd still maybe back a guy up in the parking lot if you have to, but. And, and 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 give up stuff underneath. You'd, I think you'd still rather do that at the end of the day. But they haven't proven they can they can get a lot of deep balls. So, looking at what the NFL has to make a decision on from a football end in regards to the, the game that, of course, did not finish on Monday night. How do you think they will proceed? And I guess how do you believe they should proceed with the massive playoff implications, no matter what the decision is? Yeah, I mean. I heard you guys talk about this earlier, and we we were talking about this morning too. I just think the fairest option is to back back it up a week and 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 see if you can get all the games in because it it, it does matter. Um, I don't know that you want to have, and it, it's not going to be an asterisk, but any question as to how the you know the number ones are determined other than playing all the games, it's frankly not fair if the Chiefs get the number one by default. Um, because they no contest the thing. I don't know. I, I want them to get the number one seed, but something about just getting it that way would would not would not feel right. Um, I, I think you, you back it up, and, and and I don't know. I until we hear more out of the Bills too. I thought today was probably going to be a big day. Like they have to decide whether or not they're going to be up for playing or not. And I can't can't imagine the league steps in and goes, okay, guys, if you don't play, it's a forfeit. But uh, who knows? Those could be options too. That if you don't play the game, they don't count. I don't know. Right, but, but, um, I'm with you, but like they are playing this weekend though. So like, if it was just like, hey, that's the last well, game as to of go. Now, but what if what if what if the Bills, you know, gathered today and what comes out of it, it was our guys just aren't ready to go. They're not going to do it. I mean, you know, we can't and, make up two games. They can't make up two games. So you might have to just 
you might have to just say, well, if you can't play, you, you, you can't play. If you choose not to play, sorry, it's callous, and we might have to give you a forfeit. I don't know. I would yeah. just I would just try to back it up and, and make sure we get all the games in before the start of the postseason. What's your gut tell you they're going to do, Kling? I mean, I think I know we're all guessing at this point, but the simple solution is call it a no contest, but you can't overcomplicate it, right? They're not going to do some of these silly fan theories of – Let's play neutral site AFC title games. No, no, yeah, no. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that would be that would be crazy. What I think they're going to do is, um, you know, I, I think they're going to find a way to get that game in um, based on the outcome of of week eighteen. And and I heard you guys saying too, yeah, I, if they had the scenario, it was it's Chiefs lose to the Raiders. That's not happening. So um, <laughs> it's 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 going to matter. So I think they're they're probably going to. I think or the find Bills a way lose to, to the Patriots, right? Doesn't that create the Bills same? Bills lose the Patriots too. Yeah, yeah. And that, hey, that's, I mean, I don't know where their heads are at. That's a distinct possibility. So uh, not that they're rooting for that, but I think it would take something off their plate that if it didn't ultimately matter. But I, is there a scenario where it ultimately doesn't matter? I still think that that game has got, has yeah. got implications to three teams. So I, I don't know how you avoid it mattering. Four. Cincinnati, Buffalo, Four, the yeah, Ravens, yeah. and the Chiefs. Yeah. Baltimore yeah, till right yeah. now, yeah. if it's no contest, they lose the division. Right. I mean, so you, you almost feel like they they have to play the game. I, I just I just back it up a week, but I don't at the end of it. When, play. Do, you, when do you think they have to make that decision, though? Because, you know, I, I think in a perfect world as well, they would already have good news or we'd get some good news very soon that uh, no longer is DeMar Hamlin needing you know, so, you know, help w- with his own breathing. Uh, we haven't got that update yet, though. And yeah. so it's today's that would Wednesday. Go a long way. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that would go a long way. And then. I guess you could still, as long as they're planning on playing on Sunday, you wait till, till, till next Monday, right? And you go, okay, hmm. we've we've sorted this out. We've you play these games. The regular season is over. Here's what we're gonna have to do for the playoffs. Not the ideal situation at all. I didn't hate the the version that had the uh, NFC uh, playing the first weekend along with Bills, Bengals, and then. The AFC playing the second week, it'd be it'd be kind of fun to be different. Um, there is some weird buy issues where, yeah. <laughs> like the number one <laughs> NFC team doesn't play for like three weeks. Um, that yeah. might be a little bit of an issue, but I that wouldn't be the worst one. None of them are great, we know that. So, um, but I think I I think would have a hard time saying, hey, we're just going to not count a regular season game. Kling, last question for me: Do you know who the last quarterback to start against the Chiefs that wasn't Derek Carr is? Ooh. Um, it was 2013, if that helps you. It was a long time ago. Ooh, I have a name. I'm trying to think, too. I think I have a name. Uh, is it Nate Peterman or uh, not my, Nate Peterman? My was guess he, would have there? been like McGloin or something. Matt McGloin, oh, the was, correct oh, okay. answer. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was trying to think who was who was like a backup Gruden liked or something. You know, there was like always one that Gruden liked as well. I was thinking Nate Peterman, but he might not have been there. Nate 20, Peterman 20, is starting uh, this weekend for the Chicago Bears, right? Isn't he? Of yeah. course. That's why he's at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, thanks, Kling. Appreciate it, man. We'll check in uh, next week. Thanks, guys. There you go. Josh Klingler, of course, also listening uh, tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m. right here on 610 Fesco in the morning. And then uh, on 106.5, the Wolf Saturday afternoon out in Las Vegas. That's where the game's taking place. Sounds like the team's going to be standing in old Henderson, Nevada, a little suburb. Las Vegas. That'd be a bummer for him. I'm sure he'd rather be staying on the Strip. I get why they don't want the players staying on the Strip, though. Come on. They won't get in that much trouble. Be fine. Let them enjoy themselves. You know you fly. You're not there that long. Like, as a player, an NFL player, it's not like a baseball player, right? Friday. They'll get there Friday. This yeah. is the thing. Baseball is going to be the most fascinating part of it. Like, when you're there for, like, a three-game series, series when Vegas gets a team, 
You get like a random off day in Vegas? Problems. There could be problems. I mean, or at least a lot of fun. It sounds like it's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be all right. I don't problems. Vegas, the Royals are playing the Las Vegas A's and the Royals are in for a weekend series. Feels like the road trip to take. It's the same thing. It's like that's why Vegas always makes sense for a pro team is everyone's opposing fan base will always be like, yeah, I'll go see the Royals in a new Las Vegas stadium. That sounds cool. I can catch I can catch a couple of games while I'm there in between all of the, you know, normal Vegas debauchery. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold, for you, Nick, and over in the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. In lieu of a standard random question today, we'll get back to that tomorrow. I instead am going to ask you one question. Do you like soccer drama? Because that's what we're in the middle of. If you haven't been following the U.S. men's national team drama, this is what's been going on. As it sits, one of their best players, or one of their better players, it turns out his mom and dad, his dad, by the way, Claudio Reyna, who is a former U.S. men's national team captain, were the ones who reported to the U.S. Soccer Federation about Greg Burkhalter's incident with his wife 31 years ago. Back in 1991. So here's how we know, this is how they know that information. Gio Reyna, his mom, Went with Burholder's wife to college. They've known each other that long. So they've been friends for 30 years because they wanted their kid to play more for the U.S. men's national team squad. They reported a 31-year-old incident between him and his wife to the U.S. Soccer Federation, which, of course, relied him to release his secret. Is this just like the worst case of parent yells at coach for their kid to play more of all time? Yes, except we're talking about grown adults in the situation. Obviously, we don't know the details of what happened. At the time, it was his 18-year-old girlfriend. He said he kicked her in the legs. He He, released a whole statement yesterday. He he admitted it. He admitted to getting help and therapy and all this stuff, yeah. Well, here we are 31 years later, and someone is, as the father of their son who's playing the national team, is trying to use that or tried to use that as a threat to get more playing time. How How pathetic, honestly. How pathetic is this? You're right. It is exactly the, it's it's like the the 14 year old kid and is upset with the, the the parent that's coaching their kid's team for not getting playing time and finding ways to get like. But for the U.S. Awful. men's national Correct. team, it's embarrassing. It's it really is pathetic. Well, all, now all as a result around. of this, you can't keep Gio no, Reyna anywhere yeah. near the team. Right, and I think also Burkholder uh, probably going to be uh, Burkholder is probably going to not be the U.S. men's national team coach to begin with long term. So sure, but it doesn't matter. You can't yeah. have Reyna anywhere near the I team agree. anymore. Yep. Yep. His dad and mom ruined his chance to be a major figure of the U.S. men's national team. A lot of nepotism there anyway going on. Well, I mean, he's a very talented player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's not – I mean, I understand like this – well, it's all nepotism. Don't you know how Berhalter got his job? Mm-hmm. Like, he got his job through nepotism. He's friends with one of the people on the deciding board. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, The whole thing is – it's like – Well, FIFA, it soccer, it's all corrupt. Like, major big boy soccer seems like it's all corrupt. Seems like it's ripe with it. It's like the NCAA. Everyone's doing something shady. I have never at this level seen a I want my kid to play action happen like this. Because they're openly admitting it. That's what's happening right now. They're like, yeah, it was us. We told the U.S. Soccer Federation. You're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, are you sure you feel good about openly saying that while your son is still a member of the U.S. men's national team? Do you think you'd be that parent? Are you going to be my kid needs to play more parent? No. no. I, everyone wants to say that they're not, but there are those parents. Well, every parent thinks they so do long, exist. Oh, there's, so, there's a clarification here. 
every parent thinks their kids should play more. Are you going to be the parent that is outspoken about that and being a pain in the ass? The answer to that is no. Every parent thinks their kid probably should I play think more. My to kid plays extent. the right amount. Yeah, I think my kid plays plays the exact right amount that they should. Nick, are you going to be that parent? Are you going to be my kid needs to play more parent? No. Just base it off your personality. Have you ever, no. Have you ever gotten an any? No. I'll okay. be deadbeat dad who doesn't even show up to the games. Well, that's <laughs> that's wow. what you're settling yeah. into? Yeah. Hmm. Like, because I've seen, like, I've, I've watched a game with Alex when he gets kind of heated. He definitely would be youth dad that you're like, hey, all right. Rain it in a little. Uh huh. Yeah. Like just 100%. take it in a couple of hundred percent. He'll hold it. He'll he'll yell a few expletives at referees my, in, his, my, in his time as a parent. My reaction at a professional sporting event is not even close. To it'll, it'll be worse. Scenario. It'll be worse when no. it's your kids on but the field. You're, you're, no, because it'll be with ten year old children. More, more than the other two of us, you're the rip his head off yeah. guy. At the I game. Would, I'll just tell you. You never even hear me say that in my life. I'll tell you no, this. No, but I, I mean, would, you're closer to that than I would hate. Hate <laughs> to be a referee at a game that your kids <laughs> play on Sunday. His hypothetical kid is playing in. I'm more uh, intense at a professional sporting event than both of you, but does not mean that if my child was playing a youth soccer game, that I'd sure? be yelling at the official. More stakes, man. That's your kid. No, but, it, but it's, that's it's your a, kid, man. Yeah, exactly. A, it's also a 16 year old kid making 10 bucks on the game refereeing. Okay. It. No, Cody, it's not the same. Cody, not over same. under over under three and a half coaches that Alex personally gets <laughs> fired from his kids' soccer oh, team. Oh, my goodness. Well, actually, all teams combined. <laughs> he just takes to the air every time he's upset with the job <laughs> they're doing. This, all right, today's trash we, of the game is my just, son's second-grade <laughs> soccer coach. We just Worst a, game plan. We just one, had a two, story. one in that matchup? We, we just had a story two months ago where I was saying how ridiculous – Parents well, not long ago, the two parents tried to get in a fight. And you watched. My kids and, you soccer game. and you just watched hey, and encouraged it. Hey, text line brings up a great point from the 816. Of course, Alex would be yelling. He would have money on the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, is it, is just bribe my kid or bet with the other parents. Yeah, you're bet, you're you, you, you bet I the opposing team's I parent. think you'll run a book up in the stands. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that'd be something. You watch an entire season's worth to create a book. Set just, just like no first man, this goal team, score. This team, have you seen their goalie? That kid sucks. That kid's yeah. given up seven goals today. Starting midfielders down. I like them. I'm fading them this week. It's so bad. Uh, God, you'd you just feel. He didn't, have, he didn't have lunch before the game. He's pissed off. He's not going to play well. Some fighting with his little sister. Yeah, like that's going to impact him. His parents <laughs> told him. His parents took away the Nintendo Switch before the game. He's done. He's not going to be focused. Oh man. That would be <laughs> I'm sure that there's been a parent or parents who have done that. Of course. That. I would recommend not being that parent. No one's offered me a chance at a, a betting a book yet at a youth soccer game, so Well, cuz you're not hanging with the right crowd. <laughs> Should I be hanging out with the crowd that was throwing ice at the referee? Well, you need to go. Cuz that's definitely the one that I'll has a book. What, go up to the back <laughs> corner of the bleachers. That's there's a, there's a book at every single Someone youth game. Someone someone's got a little notebook. That guy right there. I want to make one thing I want to make one thing perfectly clear. There are parents in the stands betting on every single youth sporting event that you could possibly imagine. That's that's a guarantee. That's a lock? Just walk around. You'll find them. That's a pretty bold statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thing is, I don't have to have any evidence to back it up. And now you're wondering. Next time you're at your, no, next time you're at your kid's soccer game, you're going to be like, hmm. She has one next week. You're going to be like, is there, are there people betting? Kid never stops having soccer games. She's got one next week. 
So I guess I'll start looking for the shady underbelly at the soccer. Is that the over-under, man? Is that the over-under on goals? <laughs> uh, they normally score like I think between both teams, it's I, probably like nine and a half. Be, if you're gonna be nine the, and a half. if you're gonna be the book, you need to get exact averages per game. Nine and a half, I would guess. I, I would need guess stats. You need to find out how they perform at the nine a.m. game versus the twelve o'clock game. You know, you actually, the best. See, out, the thing man. you need to she's do got to be a seven thirty p.m. game this year. That can't be good. Do you think the coach? Do you think the coach keeps stats? Yeah, uh, our yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, the then you're going to need. We're going to need access to those numbers. Our, our coach. Yes. Ask the coaches Absolutely. for a copy of the stats. Yeah, also, actually, we don't even it. need that. Uh, look some, somebody puts them all in the app. They say someone's you. already got an app. So, are we tracking goals, assists? Like, are there advanced I mean, it certainly numbers? Tracks, it certainly tracks total goals. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's saying who's scoring the individual mm. goals. That's going to be a problem. What's the, that's going to be a problem? You said there's some kid on the team that's really good. Minus 300 for a goal score. Something like that. Yeah, she's a superstar. All right, coming up. That kid scores four goals a game. Coming up next, it's the first year we're going to see this happening in the AFC. Plus, we're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the 1 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.